right, guys, welcome to the Better Fitness and Lifestyle podcast. I'm your host, Brad Tillery, and today we have got some really cool guests, and I'm so excited for them to come in and and just share their wisdom and knowledge with you all. Um, we have Emily Myers and Stacy Caffey with Revival Living Interiors, and they're going to be talking to us a bit today about how to de-stress the home. So one of their main objectives is to help you create a home where you can live and enjoy life. And that's so important because, again, this is the Better Fitness and Lifestyle podcast, and so much of our lifestyle is wrapped up in our home and how we feel inside our home. So I'm really looking forward to them being able to um, just give us some good content, some good tips we can use through this holiday season uh, to make our, our homes a more welcoming and magical place. So ladies, thank you all for coming on today. So if y'all could share with me a little bit about what you guys do and what your business is all about. Hi, I'm Stacy Caffey of Revival Living, and this is Emily Myers. To put it in simple terms, our slogan is Revival Starts at Home. We love to go in and listen to clients, tell us about their style and about their family, and then what we help do is bring together a home or rooms that speak love and legacy, something that they are um, walk into and are, are inspired when they get home, a home where they're excited about hosting and having friends and family over. We also do uh, remodels and help clients with selections on new builds, and we even do a little bit of commercial work. So we um, spend our days just in people's homes where they are the most vulnerable and like Stacy said we just listen to them and just really want to create an environment that they're um, happy to open up to others in their lives whether they're hosting things um, with their children and their friends and their churches and things like that we just want people to be hospitable and open and we just help people we have clients um, with all different needs some people just need a cheerleader some people ask us to come in and just need to say hey is this right can i marry these two styles other people have no idea and they want um they want lots of help so we we help a wide variety of clients and needs okay so a little bit of backstory my wife Kara and i we are not gifted in home decor and laying things out we just don't really have an eye for that and so uh, emily and stacy came out to our home and worked on our our bedroom our entryway um, and did a fantastic job. They also came in and, and did some decoration work in our gym office, which is really nice and spacious now. And we found lots of good storage solutions on limited space. So um, they just do wonderful work, wonderful, wonderful work. Um, okay, ladies, I got a question for you. Christmas is coming. We're about a week out. You got a big event. You got people coming into town. What does your process look like as you start to look at the week out mark for the big event? What are y'all going through personally in your homes to kind of prepare for? So this is Stacy again, and Kevin and I, that's my husband, we host our in, my entire family and some of his family in our home for uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So one thing that, that I do is I, I literally go in each room and I, I sit and I pray, and I think about seating. Um, I think about what what will make our family most comfortable and make sure there's enough seating. Um, I move pieces out. Our home is not huge, and so 
I sometimes will move out a coffee table to create more space so that everyone can sit comfortably in a living room. I also go and spend a lot of time in our dining room thinking about the table and how it's going to be set up, about um, seating for everyone, just to make sure that everyone feels comfortable. And so if I think, if I just spend a little bit of time thinking through place, set, you know, place settings and seating, it, when our guests come in, when the family comes in, I feel like our home automatically speaks hospitality. Even though they might not realize the time, the prep time I've spent, they, they do sense that it's prepared, it's, it's ready. Same thing with like each bedroom, like guest rooms, making sure the sheets are clean and that it's ready. I'm gonna let Emily talk about um, cleaning out because that's another huge aspect of preparing for, for guests and just for the holidays in general. So this is Emily and I typically don't host huge family events at my home, but I travel um, to my family near Dallas. Um, so before doing that, I like to prepare my home for when we return. So one thing I've always done ahead of time is take some time, and it doesn't have to be very long, but just to kind of go through, especially my kids' things and just, you know, the clutter that kind of builds up over the year, to, to spend a day or so just going through that with them. And I think it's a great opportunity for kids to kind of go through things and maybe make some donations and just kind of weed out some things that they don't need anymore. Um, that others could use but one of the most stressful times for me used to be it's gotten a lot better but it used to be when I would come home from my parents home after Christmas and we came home with a carload of things and then I would have to find a home for those things in my house and it just became a very stressful time and so I've learned as I go into Christmas I kind of get prepared for all of the new things that are coming in and um, just give my girls a great opportunity to to donate and to kind of think of others um, during this we probably actually did that backwards you, are, you really should clean out first and then prepare. It's almost easier to wrap your brain around the preparation if you have a nice, clean, fresh slate to work off of. Another thing that I do is I make lists as, as I'm preparing. Food list, to-do list, and I am all about delegation. So I bring in the kids. I bring in my husband. Um, my mom lives very close to us. So I even, we get together and she helps as we prepare um, the meal list and whatnot. We also love, like we've got so many great online resources these days to, to look into, you know, new recipes or, or, or mixing new recipe with a, a, your grandmother's recipe that you've used for years and years and years. So. And this is Emily again. Um, while I don't host my family typically at Christmas a lot. I do have several events at my house um, around the Christmas season, office Christmas parties, class, um, having a fifth grade girls um, little party at my house this weekend. And so I think it's just important to just really, really think ahead, kind of like what Stacy's saying with the prepare thing. I think there's nothing worse than not planning ahead and just feeling that stress as it's you know, the hour before or whatever and you're scrambling around and getting everything ready. And when people come, they can sense that you are not prepared and it just makes for a not so fun event. Um, so, you know, as I hosted my husband's office party this last weekend, you know, in the days leading up, I ran across the street to Stacy's house and borrowed extra seating. I didn't have enough chairs for around my dining table. So I grabbed some of hers and I just kind of, you know, you think through everything you're gonna need, all the serving pieces and all the, the place settings and just all the little details that you want to include 
Um, and my thing was I had everything set up the night before the party so that I'm not, I can focus more on the food and what I'm serving rather than the aesthetics of my table and my home. Okay, so hypothetical situation. I want y'all to close your eyes. You walk into a new client's home and they're busy. They both mom and dad work. They've got two, three, four, five kids and the house is just kind of a wreck. It's been neglected because of the busyness of life. Where do you start with this home? So one of our favorite things to do with clients in this scenario, and, and honestly in every scenario, is we say make piles. Okay. Piles. You, go, you go room by room and you uh -huh. make piles. A this pile, this is meaningful to our family. This has this has significance, this has a memory attached to it, this has a tradition attached to it, it has something significant to, to our family or to myself attached to it. This pile, maybe, maybe not. If it was gone, it'd be okay. If it stuck around, if, if you know, if we as Revival Living could find a new and creative way to use it, great. And then a pile of, I'm so sick of seeing this, if I ever see it again, I might throw up. Yeah. <laughs> and we say, go ahead and just get, get rid, rid of that, of that yeah. pile. Yeah. The maybe pile, Emily and I will help sort through, and we will tell you, yes, this could be incorporated here, or no, it's time to let this go. Um, and then, of course, the meaningful stuff, always, there's always a place in your home for sure. that. But that that's typically where we, um, one of the big starting points is, as we get to know the client, and as we get to know their family and their style, the piles are are always something that we incorporate. You know, it's always just good to remind them just to take a deep breath. You know, like I, I can seem super overwhelming, I think, when you have all the stuff everywhere and you don't know where to go. So I think just as when, as in so many other scenarios too, if you have like, if we come into a client's home and they're wanting us to help them redo their living room, I think we sometimes present them with our ideas and our thoughts and like the end goal. Mm -hmm. And so if they, some of them I think get super excited about the end goal and they, they start to get the vision and I think we kind of create a little bit of excitement and a little bit of um, urgency um, and so I think sometimes the motivation of oh okay if I can get this stuff cleared out and cleaned out and get my act together I can get to this end goal of killing sure. Stacey or showing me on paper or on pictures and uh, kind of the plan I think um, you know it's the same way with with other things too you know you kind of see the end goal and you, you see some some improvement as you're working and you see the piles dwindling and you see clutter going away then you get motivated to just it's almost like it takes a little bit of weight off off your shoulders like as you as you do clear out and get inspired to reach that end goal everything we say here we say with complete humility we have failed in a lot of areas ourselves we learn new things all the time I'll be just completely honest with you like I'm kind of a control freak in our home and I've, I've had to let go of a lot with three children but I really think it's important that we do get our kids involved sure. and we let them be a part of the um, of all of the process of the day to day, just helping with the clutter and helping with the laundry and, mm -hmm. and, and, and teaching them like how fortunate we are and that we we're called to be generous. So let's pass things along 
so that we don't live with too much excess. Sure. Let, yeah, you certainly don't want to have your one episode of quarters. It's yeah. just got so much stuff, <laughs> so much stuff laying around, right? And nowhere to go with it. That's yeah, that's not that's not good. Okay, give me a couple of your favorite holiday traditions that really make a lasting impact on the people you're sharing them with. I mean, really, that's what this season is about. All all material stuff, it's all gonna at some point break or be in the trash really what matters is the memories we create the experiences we create what are some of y'all's favorite traditions that really help bring that out uh, in the christmas season kevin and i took on hosting this will be our third christmas to host in our home my very favorite tradition that we started on christmas eve we all snuggle around in um, one of our living rooms around the christmas tree and we open up god's word and we read through the first part of Luke, starting with where Gabriel, the angel, visits Zechariah as he's praying. And he, he tells Zechariah that his very elderly wife, Elizabeth, is going to get pregnant and have John the Baptist. And then it goes into the story of, of Jesus. And it just is amazing to, to read it with the kids and, and then the, the questions that come from that and just to really focus in on what Christmas is, is all about, and that's that's Christ and, and his birth. Now, we also love to dance. So we right. have this Merry Christmas banner thing, and after we read the story of Jesus, we take the banner down, and we put on some hip-hop music, and we do limbo. And then okay. it turns into a complete, full-out dance party. It's and it the is the most fun. And Roger Rabbit. <laughs> yes. Okay, awesome. Yes. So I know that's random, but it's what we've done for like two years and I know it's going to happen again this year because we have the most fun and then everybody's heart rate gets up so you're just like yeah you're burning double, off yeah. some some Christmas Cookie calories Christmas and <laughs> that's a win another tradition that we've started is my husband loves to cook so um we have one really nice sit-down meal it's hard to do every meal like that especially with young kids running around but we have one very intentional meal where we sit down um, and that and that's where I do a lot of prepping. I like for it to be super special, so I make sure each place is set. I love bringing out my grandmother's old china. Um, we do place cards. I, I love having everyone exactly where they they know they're supposed to sit, and um, just having a very intentional meal. And the kids love it too because it feels fancy and special. And so Stacy didn't mention this, but um, her and Kevin actually gifted Jeff and I several years ago with um, the little place card holders that they make and some scripture cards that relate to the Christmas story. And so one thing that we've started is having those at each place setting. And, and we have, it's usually Jeff and I and our girls and then my in-laws and stuff at our house on Christmas Day. Um, so it's a small, more intimate group, but we, um, we do like to go around and share the verses that are at each table. And We've talked some more about, um, you know, if you don't have the pre-printed cards or, you know, it doesn't have to be anything super fancy. Even grabbing your kids as it's leading up to Christmas and having them take some index cards or, or something and them writing out the verses um, to kind of help in that um, and playing a part and being able to, to go around and, and read those verses. Now at our house, we don't have a dance party. and um, We should. And dancing. <laughs> Just little things that, like, I think aren't that big of a deal. You know, my girls will bring up, like, hey, are we making reindeer Christmas cookies this year? And they're like, oh, I guess so. You know, like, just there's just little things that I find that we've done year after year after year that I feel like are not that big of a deal. 
big of a deal, but it means so much to them. And so um, I just try to incorporate those each year and make sure that, you know, even though it's sometimes a little painful to have to get out everything and do the traditions over and over again, I think it, it, it has meaning and it's it's good to look back on it. Yeah, I think we may have even gotten this idea from y'all, but, but one thing that we did this year was ask the kids, you know, what are two or three of your favorite traditions? And just like you mentioned, you might be surprised what your kids say when you start to ask them, like, what do you, what's important to you and what do you remember about Christmas? Because again, I think that's what they're going to remember in 20 years. It won't be the presents, it'll be the experiences and the traditions that becomes just so incredibly important moving forward. And when you talk about legacy and things like that, you want those memories to be there. And so um, we certainly recommend focusing, number one, the attention on that, the experience of Christmas, not so much the gifts. It's really easy to get wrapped up in the gift list, the food, um, but really it's creating the experience of, of a memorable Christmas that has a lasting impression, lasting impact. I think that's what, what our kids are going to remember most that's down right. the road. No matter how much you prepare, the holidays are they just bring stress and the hustle and bustle and it you know we try to always talk about my husband and i talk about leaving margins like not being so our schedule being so full that we don't have room in our margins for whatever comes well christmas season fills your margin so one thing emily and i've talked about with all of this you know hopefully some of these tips will help manage your stress but i think the very very first thing to always think about are your are my basic needs being met have I had my quiet time did I get enough sleep am I eating like we tend to like let some of our basic needs go and and then it, it we kind of can start to spiral so I would encourage everyone to even though your margins are probably pretty full um, don't neglect your basic needs of spend time with the Lord get good sleep eating stay hydrated don't miss your workouts. Like, continue to go to the gym. And, and I, I say that again with all humility. I miss my workout this week. <laughs> well, it's not over yet. I mean, there's still, right, right. there's still time. There's still time. And then, like, when my kids get out of school, I've even, like, been – I was praying about this this morning and thinking on it. Like, how healthy it is for me to stay on somewhat of a consistent schedule. They need the rest. Like, Christmas break always comes just at the right time. The kids need rest and a break. But I do like to still try to get up before them and get in my quiet time, make sure we're not eating only sugar and carbs. Like, still, let's... Well, ladies, thank y'all so much for coming on the podcast today. I think the information y'all shared was awesome. I think it's super helpful for other people listening. So thank y'all for, for doing this. Um, again, I can't speak highly enough of Emily and Stacy and the work they do. Um, they really do create beautiful homes without breaking the bank. So if you do need some help um, getting your home to become this magical place that's life-giving, certainly give them a, a call. I'm going to include their info in the show notes so you can get a hold of them if you ever have questions or want them to come um, look at your home and see what they can do. So, um, guys, thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed the content, please feel free to leave us an iTunes review or share on social we love that. We love getting your feedback. And uh, we just want to make this show for you, about you, and help you any way we can. All right? Have a blessed week, and we'll see you next week on the Better Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast.